Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome along to episode 69 haha, of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast. And what an episode we have for you today. We will be discussing the Betfred Cup semi-finals, as you can see. Partisan support is back. Totally unbiased. <laughs> totally unbiased from, you know, glory hunter John Brown, who was <laughs> our featured hearts fan last week. So, you know, uh, as you might be able to see from the video podcast, things have changed. <laughs> really? <laughs> Somewhat. I think he's got merch for uh, every <laughs> every football team in the country, depending on who's doing well. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. We will also be talking about uh, some of the pundits around the land. Uh, Michael Stewart and Tom English of the BBC. Uh, got into some fisticuffs uh, over the week, uh, so we'll be discussing our thoughts on that and what we think about uh, various punditry. Also, uh, it's an exciting week as John moves on to new pastures. Indeed, uh, sad, sad day. An exciting new opportunity, so uh, we might see him slightly less frequently on Sofa Manager. So we thought we would revisit uh, the history of Sofa Manager. Where does the name come from? You know, The origins. Exactly. We're not a furniture store, as some people speculate. <laughs> um, you know... So we'll be discussing that, our humble origins, and where everything started, really. So, uh, stay tuned for all that, and again, like, subscribe, and follow on all of our platforms. It helps us loads. And yeah, let's get straight into things, shall we? Right, topic number one, uh, I think has to be the hottest topic of the day. We are fresh off uh, some BT Sports Super Sunday viewing. Indeed, most unusual. Uh, Headlines of 107,000 people. Uh, back to back, poor BBC Sports uh, Scotland. People have been working for seven hours, uh, right. which they were complaining about. Oh, boo. I don't know. I'm, I've got <laughs> to say, the day went well. Uh, I thought it had panned out, yeah. Aye, overall, good day, two good games, broadly speaking. Great games, John. Ah, well. Great. It I literally couldn't have gone any better for me. Or for yourself, according uh, to you. Obviously. <laughs> Your ultras uh, <laughs> scarf you've got there for the dawn. So, which game do you want to discuss first? I'll start with Ellie. Get out of the All road. right, okay, yeah, fair dues. Celtic playing Hearts uh, at Murrayfield in front of the biggest Scottish football crowd in 30 years, just by default, really. Um much. I must admit, I was just kind of had this game on on the side, uh, and Hearts kind of melted second half. The well, most of the game actually, I think. Yeah. The early injury to Naismith just pushed them back so much. Mm. Um, they completely lost kind of confidence in themselves, and rather than play the Celtic teams on the park, mm-hmm. they played a kind of stereotypical Celtic team they'd built up in their heads mm-hmm. of you know really good passers of the ball. Well, we need to sit back and. Yeah. And contained when really I think Celtic were there for the taking. Um, if they'd pushed them sort of in the centre back area, centre mid was nowhere near where it usually is. And I think perhaps fluffed it a little bit in the first half, and second half they just kind of fell away. I mean, all the momentum was with them on this fixture. You know, if the, <laughs> the opposite actually happened to do them, what we might have expected. Pretty much, um, you know, Celtic, another poor performance midweek. You know, never really looked up to it against Leipzig. Not at all. You know, so they'd come back, heads down, tired. And, yeah, Hearts just didn't look half the team we saw, you know, the week before. Certainly against Aberdeen, who looked, looked fantastic. Exactly. Um, but, you know, just some careless wee mistakes, like the, the penalty. Uh, did, did you think it was a penalty? No, I, was a, I thought it was it a penalty. It wasn't a dive, but it went down very softly. He did trip him. Um, oh, come on. It, did, it was well. a daft bit of defending. Um, but, you know, good finishes from the Celtic players who just turned up the wick that no. second half. And was some we've not seen from them in a while. That's what I was going to say. I mean, as much as the Christie penalty 
decision was very very soft mm-hmm. he changed the game yes he did when he, he came on uh, he looked absolutely brilliant he, he had a bit of drive about him that Celtic were lacking coming from the field um, his goal was absolutely outstanding uh, what a finish oh, that was great so, he, he really changed the game one way or the other depending See, on how you want to look at it he's definitely got that in his locker I remember you know when he was such a big star at Aberdeen Aye. he reminds me a bit <laughs> Now, take this as it means, not in ability-wise, but as a kind of Gareth Bale figure at Real Madrid. Someone with bags and bags of potential, huge amount of creativity, but it's a bit maybe he's, shy about it because of the company. He's he overshadowed keeps. by someone else. Um, Slightly. Uh, so, no, it was it was brilliant for him to do that. Uh, you know, James Forrest just keeps playing better and better and ah. better at the moment as well after he signed his new redonkulous deal. I thought Rogic was okay for periods. Mm. Edward was a wee bit disappointing. I don't think he'd, he'd done no, enough no, up front. He's not got his, you know, jangles tickled by Stephen McLean or something. Was that with uh, Oh, right, okay. Um, what was it, Stephen McLean doing? Or Vinnie Jones? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen McLean didn't really pan out in that game. No, he looked lost without Naismith kind of linking play. He's not scored that many goals this season, nah. I don't think, McLean. McLean, he's not quick enough to lead the line himself. Mm-hmm. But like what we've seen last week, when he has Naismith and himself, the mm-hmm. link-up play builds it. Yeah. Sort of the, the play forward but it, once Naismith went off they never had the replacement mm-hmm. and I think not having the winger I forget the guy's name is it Cal Morrison mm-hmm. oh yeah well they brought him on to too, too late, late much too to late. the dismay of our favourite pundit Michael Stewart indeed <laughs> and Chris it's funny Michael Stewart was really you know we we spoke actually you know earlier in the train in Edinburgh the other day about how good non-bias he was I think he was leaning towards oh, was, the hearts but then when you're sat like but when you got Chris, Chris Sutton on the other side you're allowed to be a little bit biased towards yeah. your own team I think they needed that balance um, it was interesting as well to see the sort of dual commentary setup they had as to like who do we prefer like Rob McLean and co <laughs> or um, uh, oh, another guy Rory Rory no Rory Rory, Rory. The guy wasn't as half as good this keep sport. forgetting his name. Ah! Um, <laughs> right in. It was funny as well because their half-time punditry uh, was really awkward because it was Christoph Berra and Scott McDonald. And Christoph Berra at one point just said we're picking at uh, straws here or something like that. Oh. And Ailey Barber was just like, okay, <laughs> moving on. Just don't want to mess with the guy. Like. But we all know that at half-time they're, they are picking at you oh, know, the, the scraps. Was, there wasn't a lot to discuss. Um, but aye, in front of the 65,000 people. How do you think the atmosphere was? It didn't go over all that great in the telly. I thought the Hamden game came across as a more atmospheric game. It came a game. lot over, well, 30,000 Rangers fans were always going to make a noise. Contribute. Um, I, a little bit disappointing. I don't know. Maybe it was just the way it was mic'd up. Maybe. Maybe it was a lot better within the stadium, but it was quite flat. And maybe the game lent to that as well. I know it wasn't well, as frantic. I mean, you were you were trying to go. You were in the bar on Saturday. I was thinking about going. I must yeah, admit, you were yeah. looking at the heights. Uh, but of course, you switched allegiances. It's different colour of scarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maroonie to ready <laughs> doesn't quite work in the same sense. So I we are fresh uh, off the the Aberdeen game as of recording finished Not about half an hour 45 ago, forty five minutes ago or something like that. And the first thing I'd like to say is. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway Compose yourself Hold on <laughs> Now that I've got that out of the way Well put the Put the scarf to Stick it on the table That's what I was going to do Yeah 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 We can stick it across So if you read that okay <laughs> I was bad I even put up a Facebook post uh, Of you know The wee um, Laughy faces With the score result as well Because you know We've been getting it All the time For the Rangers fans About this fixture You know 
Diddy Cup team couldn't bring enough fans in, you know. Nah, get stuffed. Putting on your level head, though, you were bloody lucky. Oh my goodness. Like, that when they came out that second half, do you know what? I would actually credit Aberdeen for performance because they came out for the first half, the first kind of five, ten minutes, and really went for it. They did. Um, so, you know, they were trying to win that game. I think they came in with, they weren't going to sit back and try and contain no. like what Hearts did against Celtic, but at the same time, they were quite respectful to, to what Rangers were oh, going I, forward. I think having McKenna back alongside Devlin it was makes a, a difference. huge asset. Um, but it was funny, you know, I kind of watched more of the second half, and Rangers were parked inside the box. Oh, I... I just couldn't find the killer ball uh, at all. They just lacked... They lacked Kyle Lafferty, fundamentally. Well, I remember... If he had been on the park, Rangers would have won that game. People were saying to me earlier in the week, oh, they've got no strikers fit. And, of course, we'd all forgotten about Umar Sadiq. Um, rightly so. But <laughs> the boy's a disaster. Yes. Gerard is openly fuming with him on a number of fronts. There were so many offsides decision against him. The dive... The dive is criminal. <sighs> that, that, is, that is actually horrendous. McCoy's... Uh, was totally bemused. He was like, you're you're one on one, you round the keeper, that's that's you. He was clean on. He could, he could have slotted it two or three touches before he actually went down. I know. And he, he tried to ride the challenge and it just shows a lack of confidence in the guy. He doesn't believe in his own finishing. He wants the penalty. He's not playing for Roma anytime soon either, is he? I, I don't think he'll ever play for Roma. Oh, never. I'll never mind playing in Serie B or anything daft yeah, like that. Like. I know. <laughs> um, so uh, he's basically at the door. I thought... Uh, some of the youngsters, like folk like Ryan Ken, Ajaria as well, were running past folk for even freaking Goldson was storming back for the. Oh, aye, they had free reign up to about maybe the twenty yard line. And then well, that's the thing, and couldn't find that final ball. But they were really good. They just parked on the edge of the penalty box and hoped for the best. But then Aberdeen's basically in their two banks of four. There was not really much room. No, it was it was difficult to operate. But in behind, and how many shots did they have on target in that game in the not, end? Not a lot. Not a lot. Lewis wasn't worked at all. That's what they were, they were yeah. saying after the game. Which was quite surprising given the amount of pressure that was put on. Even just, you know, pot shots for 18 yards out. Mm-hmm. There was just nothing, nothing no. going. Really weird. I just think they just lack that goal scorer in the team. So, you know, someone like a, a Murphy that could do something, or as you say, the Lafferty thing. Or Morelos was sitting there with his wee <laughs> baby <laughs> face at <laughs> <in> the stands, <laughs> uh, which was pretty hilarious. But uh, at the same time, Aberdeen don't have any good strikers either and they still, you know. Aberdeen did exactly what they set out to do. It was just a, like what Gerard said in his post-match, mm-hmm. just a smash and grab and, well and take it and fair play. That's exactly what they've done. Lewis Ferguson's second goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first one came against Burnley, a sensational overhead kick. Another smash and grab effort. Absolutely. Uh, so that was fantastic and you, but, fair play and I, I actually give massive credit to all of the fans that went down there. Because, you know, the big hoo-ha, I was especially negative about it. You know, I think, of, yeah, most people were. If you count how many times I've used the phrase horst, or we've used the phrase horst in last week's podcast, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fair number. Right? It's not a drinking game. Like. Um, and, you know, to get that celebration, I, it reminds you that it's what football is about. Because I'm going to go into work on Monday. Oh, they're all Jampos fans. I know, they See you at the cup final, lads. <laughs> 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 and, you know, that's what it is. You stick with your team in the hard uh, times and the smooth, so... Nah, sometimes... Aye. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, John Brown was like the, the most hardened football fan you could ever have come across. I don't know what happened, uh, Paul. Do you want to film with him? <laughs> now the most fickle. Yeah. Uh, takes success anywhere he goes. And I'm supposed to be the guy that jumped ship to Celtic and Livingston. No, no. Despite not having uh, bought a bit of merch. Uh, I must say as well, one of the guys we berated last week, Max Lowe, had a pretty good game yeah, in the Yeah, a decent game. Uh, uh, 
he's actually exactly the player they need in that situation. Like, there's just a bit of skill to put the defender the wrong way because he handled Kent a lot better than what Costing was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Costing going off a terrible injury. I think it's yeah, a, a neck. Something's happened to his neck. Who knows? He's okay. He, as McKenna said after the game, he's, he's better. So we won't speculate as to. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but it's maybe just what you need a bit of luck in the final. Exactly. And you get horsed in the final. <laughs> <laughs> but they've made the final. And you could see how much it meant to McKenna, who was nearly in tears. I think so. That For Aberdeen, I think that was the cup final. Yes. And that you got to beat Rangers, your big rival. But that was the fast, fantastic thing, you know, at Hampton, the chanting before the match, and just seeing a bright blue kit against a bright red kit just looked brilliant. It looked superb. The whole atmosphere, the kit, the cut shot in the first couple of minutes, mm-hmm. the Rangers fans with a couple of flares, a big banner, and you're thinking, this is... This is the stuff. It was, it was high profile, it was fantastic. Uh, do you know, one thing I don't get is, like, the, the Rangers fans, you know, a fantastic chant, you know, the blue-blue sea of Ibrox. I don't get it when you're at Hamden because you're not at Ibrox. No, well, and yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant sight, but you're not there. <laughs> so it's you know, chant something else. But uh, we saw the same with Celtic and Leipzig took a, a huge amount of support, mm-hmm. and they did their wee march thing through the streets. I saw very continental. Yes, because mind <laughs> oh, who were the German fans that did it in London uh, when they played Arsenal last season? No, the uh, Cologne. Yeah, something like there that. was like eighteen thousand mm-hmm. Cologne fans poured into North London. So we're giving as good. Uh, as we could get ah, it, it raises a profile to a certain demographic um, I just wish it adds to the occasion it's, it's just a shame that the teams don't match you know the atmosphere ah. that, that we're well in. I think no to be fair I think the the Aberdeen Rangers game did there yes. was a, a big atmosphere and the game was exciting it was frantic mm-hmm. uh, ebbed and flowed mostly to Rangers mm-hmm. watching the Heart Celtic game it didn't have that kind of atmosphere from what I saw on my kind of wee iPad screen it didn't yeah it wasn't as frantic it wasn't as feisty oh, I think. it didn't look like it meant as much to either of them um, and you would have thought it would have been huge for Hearts like huge it would have been I think like I said the injury maybe kind of set them back a wee bit but Celtic they just played the Celtics game and it, it killed the atmosphere certainly on that side of the, the stadium mm. and you know 30,000 Celtic fans were always going to make a noise as well so really annoying that but that was, that's the great thing as well is at Hampton you saw the Aberdeen fans after 90 minutes were just giving it absolutely football is all about and then you see the Northern Lights is blasted after full time it's uh, that's a brilliant thing so uh, we'll try and get tickets to the final <laughs> oh baby um, mm. despite you know not being at the semis <laughs> I think they should all get handed free tickets for what they I was going to say you're going to fight for a 50-50 allocation now well <laughs> that's the thing isn't it you it's know, like, that's a weird one now like, it's the two-faced sort of... <laughs> Do you know what? The SFA actually played this well. I, I think like the controversy was just to build the hype. This was all just a, a smoke screen. Maybe it was, aye. Because there was more eyeballs on those games than, I think... Oh, even Betfred. Betfred's been mentioned more than any other bookies in the yeah. last month. So while we like, absolutely lambast them for it, it turned out all right. It's been a good day of football. Uh, Super Sunday. Although, again, that winds me up when they sing... Um, Beautiful Sunday and stuff like Celtic fans singing all the time, and it's like it's not their song. <laughs> it's not anyone's song. It's really, Dundee United song. It's a Dundee United song. Yeah. I didn't know that. Everyone uses it. Hibs fans use it. Everyone uses it. Tres annoying, but uh, anyway, yep. Yeah, Aberdeen going to face Celtic in the final, uh, December second, which is not that far away. No, four weeks, four or five weeks. Yeah, which is uh, nice and chilly for that. Mm-hmm. So we look forward very much to that. And there were some Premiership games this weekend. Uh, yep, Kelly drew one each with Hamilton. It's a bad result. Bad result for them. I think they came back into the. They were one 0 down. Right. 
Um, going at the second half, and St Johnston beats Aberdeen. I think it's good old Dougie Emery. I'm sure getting their uh, the goal for St Johnston now, of course, go above Aberdeen um, <laughs> into seventh. Aberdeen with the game in hand. Because um, it's funny when you look at the table, it's like you know you go below St Johnston and it's like Motherwell six, uh, Hamilton five. Uh, Dundee 4 and St Mirren 3 or something like that so it's like 5, 4, 3 <laughs> and then there's like a wee gap to, to everyone else but mm. that uh, that last top 6 spot could be interesting uh, could be it's going to be a hell of a fight at the moment yeah um, well St Johnston Aberdeen Livingston is what it's looking like it's going to come down to like I said I still say it Livingston will fall away at some stage how about do you think Kilmarnock and stuff would be able to maintain I think Kilmarnock will keep it going provided Stevie Clark's still in the position mm. he's in yes uh, it's exciting can't, can't deny it well uh, very exciting fixtures in the midweek as well we've got uh, Hearts and Hibs aye um, this this could really knock the stuff out of Hearts if they get a double well, loss it. it could have been an exceptional week or it could will be a disaster yeah, of a no. week uh, Hibs you know absolutely ran riot against Dundee or something didn't they at the weekend yep um, so they're you know coming to us in a bit of form uh, but we know they can't defend. <laughs> so oh, this is a very interesting uh, fixture to look out for. It was a bit of a dud last season. Uh, they weren't uh, great. Uh, but I think there's a bit more going into this. Uh, both teams are doing really well. Harps have to bounce back if they have any hope of mm-hmm. even maintaining like a top three. Because Aberdeen are now fancy it. This, well, this know, should yeah. spur them on for the rest of the season. If they could find a striker, Aberdeen would be fine. That was the thing. See, when they, my head always drops when they bring on Stevie May. Because my dad literally turned to me and said, you're probably faster than him. And I was like, yep. do you know what? Aye. Blubbing useless. Um, so aye, it's all very interesting. There's Celtic with a, a gap of what, six, three points? Six points? Uh, I think it's six points to Hearts. But Hearts will play the game extra. Do you think we can write off their Europa League chances now? Yes, I think. <laughs> they needed to take something from that uh, Leipzig game. Because now they need maximum points against Salzburg and Leipzig to have... I hope. Nah, I don't think they'll do it. I think if if you're Celtic right now, it's treble, treble time. Mm-hmm. Ignore Europe. If you're Rangers, it's, you know, Europe is a big thing now. If you can get out of that group... I've got a bad feeling that that Spartak result's going to spark a downturn in their European performances. I don't know. I, I, we never expected them to get anything out of any of these games yes. so far. Yes. Um, but is it, they're away to Moscow next. Well, that's an interesting back-to-back. Having got a rough idea what that kind of team's like mm-hmm. so they should be able to go there and if they get a draw out there mm-hmm. that's fantastic because they'll come back they'll play Villarreal is it Villarreal? yeah at, at home. home and then away to Vienna who are kind of teetering on the, the brink anyway they could be out of, Vienna could be out by the time Rangers play them yeah well that would be good but then see when you're out it, it, I feel like it gives you a bit more freedom it depends on how they're doing in the league because yeah. I think they're struggling right now so they might want to focus on that exactly. and patch the... So it, it might work out for Rangers. Those, uh, I was watching the highlights, and those groups are really interesting because Rangers actually have quite a balanced group in terms of the teams that they're playing, the sort of quality. Celtic as well have quite a balanced group. Oh, I don't know. That, that was a tough group. It is a, but that's what I'm saying. You know, these teams are of a certain oh, standard. Right, okay, yeah. uh, whereas you look at, you know, I saw Apollon Limassol uh, were playing, I think, Eintracht Frankfurt and got horsed. Mm. That was the team that punted into Aberdeen. And there's a lot of random... You know, Eastern European and Greek sides, you know, like Arsenal and stuff, have quite easy groups. Very easy. Um, Chelsea put Bati Borisov, Park Salonika. Like, how did this all balance out? Uh, but, you know, they qualified on their own merit, eh? Uh, by some uh, roasting goals. I saw Lazio actually were roasted Marseille. Mm-hmm. Uh, some brilliant goals there, um, which was interesting to see. So, no, good luck to them. 
in Europa League competition. Aye, we'll see where they're going. Uh, we were watching the scores rolling on uh, John's leaving due Saturday afternoon in the pub watching uh, Soccer Saturday for the first time in a while. Yeah, I haven't done that in ages, actually. Neither have I. Uh, it's always a good watch. It's a, it's a shame it's a bit more, uh, not more Scottish-centric, because uh, I know we get sports scene, but it doesn't really fill that void. Uh, like a televised version of Open All Mics would be quite nice. I have uh, more production. I value. would rather listen to Open All Mics than I would Sky Sports News as well. Mm. So it's an interesting format. Uh, any interesting scores roll through for you there? Not particularly. Most of the things kind of burst my coupon, so standard. <laughs> yeah, I was burst pretty early on. Uh, Ross County, 5, mm. Morton, 0. I don't want to mention the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mackay getting all the goals. <laughs> Falkirk, ruined. Uh, got beat 2 0 back inside. Alawa got a draw. Alawa got a draw. Partick will beat, which is good for Falkirk. Air getting a win uh, at Partick, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting because clearly the sacking at Archibald was not spurred them on. But the Gaz same Caldwell's thing, got a difficult job. Very difficult. But if you compare it to Dundee United, mm-hmm. they were Robbie Nielsen in charge. I think it's two wins and two. Mm. They were away to Dunfermline. They were mince. Terrible. But nevertheless, that's a game that they might have lost yeah. last season or this season. So. Mm-hmm. Changing fortunes. I think you were getting Dundee United at nine to one right. to win the championship. Tasty. Ah, that's a good shout, actually. Um, elsewhere, Montrose getting a, a valuable victory, uh, which I think takes them off the bottom of League One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbarton were like second bottom, uh, which is crazy. You know, certain Championship team. I think last yeah. season, Jim Duffy now in his manager. How the mighty have fallen I will. Uh, for the elephants. So interesting stuff. They're Beath also getting a victory, which would be fresh for them. Um, and some of the lads in the pub were buzzing on Edinburgh City. Getting another one. Uh, against Forfar, I think that was. So, uh, they're reading high top of the league. Are they? Yeah. Edinburgh City? I'm sure they're top of the league. Could build some momentum there, actually. I think it's, a, it's a good wee club. Uh, obviously, James McDonough. McDonough. And I think there's two ex Falkirk players. I think there's... That Liam Henderson, yes, not the good one. H E N D O passes it to Marshall. If you know the Falkirk reserve team, that would make sense <laughs> to you. But that's a very specific. I think maybe two people know that. Probably us. They probably think about. We came up with a chant and they all left. <laughs> I thought they left. Okay, game after, but uh, he could be on a wee path back to Falkirk. Uh, you know, he's doing a he's doing a really good job. So with, far, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, like well, it's not really a League Two side. You know, they were a, a Lowland League team for a very long time. I just shows you once you do make it uh, the kind of proper leagues, yeah, uh, what a difference it makes to to your kind of prospects. There's been a lot of chat as well about uh, you know junior sides have managed to knock out a few League Two teams. Uh-huh. you know, from cup competitions and with them joining the bigger pyramid, you know, some of these guys are quite ambitious. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're Kelly Hearts right now. You must be looking at League Two going, oh, uh, a fair chance here. Big Baz Ferguson. Aye. How the mighty have fallen again. Because he's managed what? Blackpool? Clyde. Clyde. And now down at Kelty Hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very hard to kind of... I think you find your level in what you can associate it with. Like, I always say that because everyone always goes, oh, like, you know, Pep Guardiola couldn't turn Falkirk around right now. And they're correct because he doesn't have a £100 million to spend. No, that's true. But I don't think... Um, you know, if you're Paul Hartley, right, uh-huh. roles reversed, he couldn't win the league with Man City because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the mentality to deal with that style of player. Well, some of the comments, you know, last week around conspiracies uh, was about Paul Hartley. Uh, Agent his, Hartley. Yeah, uh-huh. getting his compensation money to pay off his gambling debts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, darn, how did we miss that? Um, 
So I, but I think for him it's very hard to wind the clock in the other direction. Once you start going down leagues, it's very difficult to come. I, I do think you find your level. It's just who, like I say, who you can associate the players to mm. your management style. Yeah, well, we'll see how he gets on there. Yeah, Cove Rangers getting punted out of the Scottish Cup by Auchin Lack Talbot. Who are a junior team. I know. Uh, I don't know if they'll be gutted or whether they're just arrow-focused on getting to League 2. Funny if they go like Kilmarnock or the Erdo in the next round. That would be brutal. Yeah. Well, it was like, uh, what, Brora Rangers last year went and faced Kilmarnock in the end? They did. Aye, yeah, Kilmarnock. Uh, ah, because it was Ross Totley was our manager or Aye. something. That was uh, sensational. I don't think we're quite going to get that this season, but we'll see. That's the funny thing about the Betfred Cup as well, is that uh, you know the Hearts were the only remaining team from the... The group stage. Pretty much Andy had a points deduction. I know. The eligible that should never have happened. That should have been kicked out. That was Irving, wasn't it? Was it? I think it, it was Irving. <laughs> um, apparently he was the ineligible player. So. Interesting stuff there. Uh, also, big news this week was Michael Stewart. A wee big bust up. Has a wee bust up. Would we be surprised? I've never really seen him go at someone uh, before. Uh, there's a bit of needle between him and a, a lot of the sports home cast. There used to be a lot of beef in the BT Sport camp between Stuart, Craig and, and then versus Sutton. Sutton seems to have kind of absorbed and they've kind of... They've just taken it. Yeah. But it developed that was good banter and it was good constructive. Well, it works well now. Uh, but yeah, Tom English, uh, the Irish Scottish football writer, which, you know, Aye, still bizarre. baffles me. Who's the um, for as a Scotsman? Herald. I thought he was. I thought he was just purely a BBC Scotland guy. No, he writes for. He's a journalist, does he? But I think he's thinks maybe the Herald. Right. Uh, I had a bit of a verbal Looking dispute, shall we say? So they were, ta- they were talking about uh, the Scottish internationals, weren't they? They were. Uh, give some give some context to listeners because nobody listens to BBC I mean, Radio this Scotland. Is last Tuesday, Wednesday, it's well worth a listen actually. So it, it made the front page. It was absolutely fantastic. The argument kind of surrounded the criticism or lack of between the Albania game and the Israel game mm-hmm. within the sports room kind of bubble bubble to say you know like you can't really criticise Michael Stewart turning about yeah you can I did <laughs> look at me and no Michael no <laughs> Tom English turned around but no you didn't no one did all this nonsense and it, it kind of escalated fundamentally they were they were arguing but the, the points they were making were both the same and correct mm-hmm. they're just too damn stubborn to go yeah you're right I'm right on national radio <laughs> to so be arguing like that James McFadden's kind of sitting in the middle as a Scotland national coach going he just couldn't he couldn't say either way yeah because he's kind of caught between his contractual obligations and what he probably felt he also was a bit useless yeah he, he's there to kind of give you an insight as to what might have happened he was very vague on what happened with Lee Griffiths right. and everyone's still very vague as to where he might be Apparently he's gone AWOL from Celtic training. Oh, has he? He hasn't been seen all week. Was he not at the game today? Don't think he was. I mean, that's an interesting one because, again, not really getting the game time. Nobody can really express why. You know, when I talk to a lot of people, you know, I was asking, you know, Hibs fan the other day, I was saying, you know, Cam Berry's one of the, probably one of the best strikers in the league. And he's like, well, you can't really discount Griffiths. And I was like, well, yeah, from his former glories, but not... He's not playing regular enough. But why? No one can explain this. Are you honestly saying Edward's a better player than... I don't look at it, don't look at it today. Yeah. Griffiths would have been a better player in that game today. Guaranteed Celtic still won, but I'd rather have Griffiths in that team. But then, you know, when your career gets to that point, 
it's the it's the sort of mental strength of that's when you need to knuckle down and try hard. Whereas I get the impression he might be the diva who just, I could be the Anthony Stokes and just toys at the pram, goes out in our absolute Hibernian striker, you know, Riordan O'Connor, people who didn't put their head down at the right point in their career. I chucked it. Skinner, although Griffiths has made actually quite a respectable. He's done the same as Riordan though, essentially, you know, Celtic and I kind of teetering for their own in. You do wonder. How long will he last at Celtic? And then where does he go from there? Does he go back to Hibs? He's got a lot of strikers at the moment. So, But then, where would Celtic find another striker? Because that would leave them with one. It does. Who's injury prone. And the biggest problem in Scotland right now is our shortage of strikers. decent strikers in. Because there's, there's no... And that's what they were criticising Aberdeen for it earlier, not having decent strikers. But not many people in the top six do. You know, you're lucky with folk like Naismith you know, Rangers have a couple, they're out injured and goosed, you know, come on up, you know, Boyd sits on the bench most of the time. Uh, they're kind of relying on Jordan Jones and whoever else. Well, Eamon Brophy, who's like, he's, he's, he does all right, but he's not like a... Uh, yeah, but he couldn't take the step up. Hmm. But that's where, that's the kind of position here. It's, it's good for Celtic and that they have two good strikers. Yeah. But it's not good for Griffiths or his career or the Scotland national team that he's not getting regular game time. So an interesting question is, as of where he goes... Because, you know, presumably going to Hibernian or one of those type of sides would be a, a big wage. It'd be a, it'd be a big coup for whoever got him. Yes. I don't think he's good enough to go down to England. It doesn't suit that style of football. They tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. He's very good in Scottish football. Mm-hmm. And he would thrive in it. And because he goes into the national team, you know, we've seen what he did against England. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely exceptional. He's a bit of a talisman in that kind of regard because mm-hmm. people want him to do well. Yeah. But he just never gets the opportunity. And it's hard to say why. It is. That's a funny one at the moment. Again, Roger's not really one to, to say much about it. Um, it's interesting as well watching uh, that game today. Is it was trying to think of you know how many well the Rangers example in particular how many of their homegrown players were actually on that pitch. Not a lot. I mean, a lot of them were loan players. Well, like that, that's the thing. And how do you build a long term team out of that? Because I was it was when I looked at Naismith at Hearts. You know, when he came through from Kilmarnock and stuff like mm. that, Boyd coming through from Kilmarnock doing a job for Rangers, we're, we're not finding those type of players anymore. Not um, at the moment, not forward players, that's for sure. Um, I think the only player Rangers managed to produce was McGregor. <laughs> that was on. Oh no, wait a minute. Was he Dunfermline? Hmm. Maybe he was on loan at Dunfermline. The point was he made a, a, a large portion of his successful career at Rangers. Has been at Rangers. Yeah. Uh, the rest of that team, not so much, uh, which is an issue. So I've seen the two Kennys as well, Kenny Miller, who must have been laughing on the other side of his face, uh, and Kenny McLean, who we'd all entirely forgotten about. Is he still playing at Norwich? I do not know. <laughs> Presumably not, if he's doing that game on a Sunday, uh, which doesn't bode well. Scott Arfield coming on as well, you're like, ha, what a difference you can make. A grim move for him, I'm afraid. It was funny as well, watching Ryan Jackman at the referee standing next to Graham Shinney. <laughs> I was like, that's the weirdest thing, you're both essentially the same. Um, why, who is who is your favourite pundit of Scottish football to get back to? Not one standout, really. Um, I like the combination of BT Sport at the moment when you do have yeah. Michael Stewart versus Chris Sutton. While they do disagree a lot, it's uh-huh. good. Alan McCoyst is absolutely fantastic. Oh, aye. Uh, he brings a, a kind of character and liveliness to it all. I could do without Stephen Cregan. I think he's a bit droll. He is a bit droll, but again, it provides that balance. Maybe, maybe, but... Uh, and, you know, he, he's the only one of them that's actually, like, coaching at the moment, so kind of grounds it in a bit more relevance. He has an insight to it. I, um, I'm not a big fan of 
the likes of Billy Dodds. I think all of these guys have been in it too much. Mm. Yeah, the the BBC people are very. They're all pals. They all pat each other on the back and very cushy. And I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, present company including. I think you know would like a crack at indeed retire. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I could do Richard Gordon's job. I think you know because uh, some of them aren't very good. You know, no, I think. It's not that they're not good, it's just no, they, it, watch, it, they watch football it, it, it in a is. different I could, era. I could name a few names that just are not very good. They've seen it in a different era, I think. When you look at Willie Miller... Oh, I don't criticise Willie Miller. I am going to criticise Willie Miller. Oh, I like him. I like him. I like Pat Bonner. He's good as well. Um, the only good thing about Pat Bonner, as we discussed this earlier, mm-hmm. he doesn't hide his bias. No, he's very Celtic pro. I can respect that. Yeah. Willie Miller, I don't... I just... Yeah. He sees football in the 80s and 90s, but it's just not when there anymore. When it was anymore. good. <laughs> And it's a poor comparison when you start doing oh we managed to beat so and so in the 1980s you go, well we're not there anymore Like mm. you have to be realistic as to where yeah. you are now people are too downer though because I, I know everyone's been down in like, the national team recently for example but I put up a post on the Instagram page of you know one of my icon legends whatever they are in FIFA now Gary Caldwell cards and it's the picture of him spiralling away from scoring against France mm. which wasn't that long ago I mean that was 2007 7 uh, it's not that long I mean, 10 years a decade is not that long ago some of those players it are feels still a long time ago, it though. does feel a long time ago but you know remembering we were competing we ultimately didn't qualify which I think is a very Scottish thing to have, you know, Glorious, beaten France and Italy and still not qualified for a, a European competition. I feel it was a European competition. I can't remember. It, it was the Euros. Euros, 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 Euros there you go. Austria, Switzerland. Uh, so I just remember. Although some people wouldn't remember that because they weren't old enough now. Is the, exactly the time they would have been three, four year old. If they were. Uh, I know. What do you make of the move towards, uh, you know, more female punditry and stuff like that? On the I don't mind. I think is Alex Scott does Sky's English games. Oh, is she the. Uh, she was a former striker. I, I can't very confident who, girl. She's very good. She is very good. She uh, puts the rest of them. Uh, Jimmy Redknapp, it was kind of flicking between the channels. It was Man United pre. Oh, I see a woman next to Jimmy Redknapp at the moment. <laughs> I think it was, uh, I forget the kind of host. Uh-huh. And then it was Graham Souness, Alex Scott, and Jimmy Redknapp. Uh-huh. Graham Souness, decent pundit, you know, uh-huh. makes a couple yeah, of decent points. Right. Alex Scott, very good in the kind of uh-huh. tactical say that. Jimmy Redknapp going. Yeah, that's fine. I totally agree. And then moves on to the next point. He's oh, infuriating. Well, did, did, he offers did, nothing. Didn't she do it um, at the World Cup in summer? And I think it was was Ever or something. Was just like, yeah, she knows her football. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you don't need me. And like half walked out of the studio. Ah, pretty much. Unlike the ISTV coverage, it, it puts a lot of these kind of guys to shame. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's him. <laughs> that's him just now. John, can you uh, please stop? <laughs> stop berating me. I might lose my job. Stop berating me. Ah, it's interesting. Uh, I saw a few of the Scottish women. I'm sure Shelley Kerr and stuff's been on uh, sports and stuff, which they're entitled to because they're blooming qualified. I see they're going to make visit three quarters of a million. I was reading this this morning because they've qualified for Euro 2019. Yep. In France, right? The SFA have netted three quarters of a million pounds out of this, right? What's no bad? Guarantee half of that will end up in the old firm pocket. Yep. Sadly, so none of that will make it to the women's game. None of it. The exciting news as well is we're going to play America. I uh, Paisley. Yeah, well, that's where we usually play. You think they, they could have done Hamden? They could have done Tynecastle or Easter Road. At least to make it a bit of an occasion for the Americans. Come on. So that's the thing. It's welcome the, to Paisley. This is not <laughs> quite Glasgow. Yeah, but remember when the Celtic team used to take you know the Champions League youth teams out to Capi Low? <laughs> bit of reality check. Which we, you know, and I mean, Paisley. This is, this is the best women's team in the world. I welcome you, Paisley. Yeah, you know, but it's, it a, it's a good facility. It's a new stadium. Where do they usually play their games in America? Like, 
I mean, they get good crowds. I mean, they'll take it around America and they'll they go to big cities. probably could have done Hamden. If it was promoted properly. No, I think Hamden would have been too much. I reckon Easter Road would even go up to Aberdeen. Go to Petordry. Mm. Make a bit of the game out up there. Yeah, I think they would want to keep the sort of central Scotland crowd. Mm, well, I, would, I would be interested, because it is, a, as I say, the best team in the world. Where the Glasgow City play? Uh, their own stadium. Why they'll play it there. I think it's quite small. Is it? Yeah. Because that would have been quite good because they are the biggest oh, women's yeah. team in Scotland. Oh, oh yeah, they won the league. Yeah, yeah they, they like 12 years in the bounce they've won the league now. Something like that. Hibs. I have been reading up on women's football. <laughs> well, John John is a, <laughs> an expert. He goes to what, second division women's football second games. Division women's games I get confused as to the way the setup works. Cause, like, it's very confusing. It, there's like the SWPL1, the SWPL2. No, there's, like, there's another like the SPWL, which is like the Super League. Right, okay. Uh-huh. And then there's, it goes the regional after that. But there's more letters associated with it. Yeah. Like one and two, and then like north and south. I guess regional and then regional even more. I know. Because I'm sure Motherwell got promoted or something, and they are cup finalists. And I think Falkirk got relegated this season. Did they? I think Partick got promoted from something. That probably would have been Costi's League. Because Borough were about mid table. Right. Um, who else was in that? It was a Celtic 2, the Rangers 2. Because they've got cool teams. Oh, right. But they're not even the best women's team, so why would they have cool there, teams? There must be a SPFL Women's Super League. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, I need to read up more. <laughs> yeah, they make it nice and accessible <laughs> for us. It is on Soccer Way. The really funny thing I find about the women's football stuff is that the their, their Euros games are going to be on BBC Alba. Because they have right, that so agreement. We're going to listen to the Flaming Gaelic. Yes, we will. But like that must be the biggest thing the BBC Alba's ever done. Like, imagine the trip though, because <laughs> they will get to go out to France. They will get to go out to France. <sighs> See, Hope- check young jump ship there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, learning a bit more Gaelic. Uh, hopefully, you get your national anthems played all right. If you're not sure what that is, go back to our Belarusian episode uh, from a time gone by. So, nope, very exciting there. Uh, which I think brings us on to our history. Of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast. Now, we get asked about this frequently Do by we? all the people that recognise us. <laughs> the two people so far. Yeah! Well, we've we've done now 69 episodes, which is quite remarkable. Right. Uh, that we've been sat there, and obviously with your, your leaving, John, uh, it brings some nostalgia back as to... Started from the bottom, now we're here. And that's a good 69 joke. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh dear, that's my mistake. Mine's out of the gutter. Uh, so, <laughs> what I'll ask you now that you've planted that bomb, right? Okay, is where did the name come from? Because John here is essentially the Santa Claus of the sofa manager. He he is father. I sofa bring the manager. gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more innuendo I could go into. There is, it's a family there show. There always it's is a family show. So anyway, opening your sack, John. What? Where did the name come? from Well, actually. What came first, the name or the actual blog sort of website? Mm-hmm. Well, the followed one in the same. I wanted to do the blog. Mm-hmm. People were fed up listening to me talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, might as well write it and let everyone else read about it mm-hmm. rather than me talk about it. There you go. So I started Googling how to set up a website, how to set up a blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you needed a domain name. Which just so happened. Far, unfortunately. Well, this is the, the hit you take. Yep. Uh, but I'm so money bags, so it's fine. So, so far. money by hey, but dum dum. I don't know. It's just funny thing. You just gonna sit and go, my that name will do, and we're just gonna run through it for there. I mean, it, 
it's a good name in that it's a sort of armchair pundit thing but pretty much it was like I'm going to sit arranged. most of the time I'm going to be lying in my bed or sitting on the couch mm-hmm. typing this nonsense uh-huh. so I am a sofa manager there you go um, I know best I think the, the podcast followed uh, half a year after the website started a it year took a wee bit of time for us to get in it uh huh um, just purely on how the hell do you do it <laughs> well we that got there you do things though yeah, that was that was I am the technical wizard. Uh, you might not be surprised by that, as I've been on all sixty nine episodes plus the one episode I tried to do for manager extra. Um, so yeah, we the way we first started this was uh, USB microphones using because people are interested in how you set up a podcast and stuff. Uh, you can tune out if you're not interested, <laughs> but come back <laughs> later. Sure we come back. Yeah. With some Guitar Hero microphones. We did two separate laptops. Yeah, two separate laptops in the caravan because you can't plug two USB microphones into one. Uh, and we could never work out why we'd get like all this echo back on the microphones because as time went on, one microphone hears the other one, you get this really hideous echo. Or oh, the crackle on them. Yeah, the the background test. But uh, it's funny, I've been going back to the first ones recently and you don't think, you know, times have changed. This was in 2016, just after the summer as the Bet Fred Cup was starting. It was the first ever season of the Bet Fred Cup. It was rough. It was. See when you listen back to it, it was like, <laughs> this was rough. Uh, so we used to do that out in the caravan, which was fine when it was warm, but it must have looked weird to passers-by in yeah, the driveway. <laughs> Two lads kind of sitting with the microphone in hand, like, chatting away. But uh, it was all born out of our conversations we were having in the pub at the time. It was. It was like we could just broadcast could this and bore people as well. Record this and ironically we don't really do our pub meetings as much <laughs> anymore the podcast is very much kind of well we did a chat here right? become uh you know that conversation and we're going to be like recognized in the pub as well for being hosts of this podcast indeed um so yeah we upgraded from then on took it inside uh to the gaming room still you wouldn't have seen that because there was no video uh, so we're purely audio we jumped between a few different services um i we did um, it was the one we tried. It was like because we did SoundCloud to well the very first episode you dealt with on some random streaming thing that yeah was supposed n- to be good never worked out. It was supposed to cost money after that. Yes. Uh, so we then went to SoundCloud. We had four different SoundCloud accounts like cycling through. Yeah, that was awful. Which didn't really work because you could never really subscribe to that. Then we found uh, well, most of them went up on YouTube just in audio form. Aye, that's it's been the mainstay. Yeah. Uh, which you know never really took off, you know, because people are looking for, you know, videos. Mm. Uh, put a huge amount of effort into the <laughs> the covers for them and stuff like that, uh, which is cool still to have to this day. And uh, one of my favourite things we do is that we uh, like the best of episodes uh, oh, yeah. we had at the end of last year is great to go back and listen to because it's, it's great to kind of have a record of because you know sixty nine episodes is quite a lot. You know we've we've sat here for thousands of minutes. Uh, Thousands of hours, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but it's been uh, well worth my time. Yeah, I hope I hope you guys have certainly enjoyed it. Uh, I think the logo and things came soon after as well. Mm, you did that. I did that because uh, mine was awful. What? Mine was awful. What was your logo? It's a terrible wee thing. I'd made up in two minutes. I don't recall that. Um, so either way, the wee figures on the sofa, uh, which still stick with us to this day, we might be rebranding. <laughs> in the upcoming future so we can uh, wait and see that to happen and yeah then we got the video 
which has proved very popular everybody so <laughs> thank you uh, for sticking with that i know we I, I wonder what like long-term listeners of which there were a handful <laughs> if, <laughs> if that exactly would have thought seeing you know the faces for the first time it's like uh, that's that beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so if you ever you know identify in the street as you know rangers fans i think would go for us first um, well, after today, yeah, after today, <laughs> oh, well, and before, um, so yeah, because you always get these big face reveals on YouTube and things like that, and uh, that was always going to be the hundred episode special, but we yeah. we jumped the gun because Amazon had a bit of a sale. <laughs> Black Friday, I know. Uh, fun thing is, we actually record the audio separately to the video, so you have to line them up and post. These are wonderful XLR microphones, which I upgraded to earlier this year to get that buttery smooth sound. And it does sound good. And I would say we are the number one video Scottish football podcast. Yes, because there's no one else. Just shut up, John. <laughs> That's beyond the pale. Um, but anyway, uh, to the big news that you are moving yourself on, John. I am now going to be London correspondent. Ah, yes, you are. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were at liberty to say. Oh, I can't really care. Uh, London's a big place. I'll disappear. Because of the fame and fortune, so John's now got himself a good uh, working opportunity. Sadly, this is not what we do full time. Um, Although if you want me to come back, I can make me full time. As you will. <laughs> we'd be eh, any sponsors <laughs> who like what we do. You know, we'd be uh, just keep in like good supply of Greg's. I'm sound. Like, oh, there you go. That's <laughs> good sponsorship. Deal I, there I as well. Absolutely higher standards. If you pay for my audio equipment, he's <laughs> a pretty monsieur kind of guy. Happy days. So, uh, will you be keeping an eye on Scottish football there, John? I probably will. Um, I'm now going to be a football nomad. There you go. And that I've been the sport. So no glory hunting. Ah, yeah, we'll be straight to Chelsea and Stamford Bridge. <laughs> will, and then he'll be at, you know, the Emirates once they start doing well. I'll be late in Orient for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love a bit of misery in the football world. But uh, no, we're going to miss you very much, John. Probably. Um, I don't think any. I don't think I've had anyone in my room so frequently, actually. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um but yeah, you've sat next to me the most out of any other podcast host, getting nearly 60 episodes, so thank you very much for that. No, it's very much appreciated. We've made um, it, kind of. We have made it, um, and as a very special treat, this is a bit of a surprise. Is it? It is. Uh, I haven't bought you a gift, but what I have done to round us off this evening right. is I've compiled some of your best bits. Oh, that's a worry. So what I'm going to do is I've got it here on the iPad, so... <laughs> We obviously won't play this back. I'll play back some of John's more interesting reactions. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned, guys, and see what you think of John's best bit. So, cue the clip. Post-production. Post-production. Fall. Right. On Demand, this is... John and I's new podcast, the Sofa Manager podcast, named so because of John's excellent website. Thank you. Uh, you're editor-in-chief of Sofa Manager, Pullman's premier sporting website. Well, you're too kind. <laughs> I try my best. Uh, so, yeah, why not start this week by telling, you know, this is a football podcast, did we mention that? No. No, no, it's tremendous. This is going to be a football podcast, kind of focusing on Scottish football, giving you kind of a broad range of what's going on. Uh, out with the old firm also. Um, there is a world outside that. Just about. <laughs> just about. Aye. Uh, we got a seat, so I don't know what you're complaining about. No, I was quite content. <laughs> Speaking of rail transport, however, on the way back, 
another John Brown was feeling excitable today he was very much <laughs> not himself he's very much he's now not being treated as a hooligan in the stadium decided to be more of a hooligan <laughs> so there's a, it was an absolutely blazing Aberdeen fan well he wasn't blazing but he had a can of Stella in his hand so he'd one of those All right, okay. he'd put his backpack up in the, the kind of hold bit up in the top of the train yeah. not very well so he leaves his canister. There's a lovely blonde that sits opposite from him. He tries to get right. a chat with her. She's not having it. Quite really stick the headphones in. And of course, <laughs> I see it happen in slow motion. Like the bag drops. Stella can all over her. <laughs> and what do you say to that, John? What do you shout to that? What's the point? Sue them. Sue them. <laughs> in the middle of the carriage. John just uh, goes, sue them. I'm in stitches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am like, if I could like ruffle, for lack of a better term, I completely would have done but of course, I'm an eyeliner of this poor girl who's having to play yeah, yeah. Stella of all things, you know, a bit of wife beater on her lap. And I'm like, well, after. I think people uh, are like, shame on you, but I'm laughing at what he's. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, another kind of point we're going to make is about clear power oh, yeah. over clubs. There's a lot of people at the moment trying to force moves. We hear today that Usman Dembele has apparently wrecked Jurgen Klopp's house in Dortmund, <laughs> which he's renting since he's now at Liverpool. Are you sure? Well, <laughs> I'll clip that, don't worry. <laughs> Why would he do that? What, what are you even talking about? Like Something did that in Falkirk. Um, what? <laughs> I think it was John Hughes. To try and force a move? No, he was... He did it to one of the players, I forget who it was, but he's like, yeah, he did that. Was that just his sense of humour, though? I was a... A A joke. uh, A prank. It went horribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even even want to envisage how that was set up. So, you know, what what is the power struggle like? Like, for clubs versus players? (laughs) I'll leave John. Sorry. (laughs) But, like, for example, you know, were you sad to see Neymar go from... Uh, for me, it was actually it was quite good to see Hartley seems to have brought in a new regime. There was cones out on the park before kickoff. They were really into it. They're kind of they had all these like uh, harnesses that they were. There was equipment. Ah. Um, Somebody's been out with the checkbook. I know. I would find our culprit for this. Who make the Hamilton money? I <laughs> <laughs> Hartley comes in. I've got a few demands. I know where we'll get this from. I need a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> I need that Swiss bank account. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve to be in the Premier League. We shall merely take their money and relegate them. Indeed. Well, we'll say no more uh, on that. Our mouths are super sealed. Um, <laughs> as Rob McLean was saying in the comments. Yeah. Now, the next question. According to John... <laughs> <laughs> the league title hinged on the signing of which player? A. Gary Harkins, B. Jason Cummings, or C. Rory Loy? Probably Rory Loy. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Rory Loy. You're correct, Rory <laughs> Loy. The clip at the start of the season was we were discussing on whether it was going to be Falkirk or St. Mirren signing oh, on Rory Loy, and that it hinged on who was going to win the league. I was right. Are you aware? <laughs> <laughs> Rory Loy signs with Falkirk, St. Mirren win the league. So not in the same sense that you thought it would be. (laughs) 
Rangers is a thin containment job. No, but I'm just going to disagree with you. Okay. I'm, fi- I'm fine, I'm no longer sitting agreeing because right. we've had comments calling you an imbecile <laughs> from other people uh, and yourself <laughs> well, particularly from Rangers fans who were furious at your comments in the last podcast we both got that wrong no, yeah, we did. No, yeah, we did. you said yes. they didn't, no, they'd they never won a European yeah. trophy and I'd... no, we said they had won a European trophy you said it didn't count no, you said it didn't you count didn't you were count. the one that wouldn't put them in the fight do you I want they... me to come and sit in the middle of you? cup winners, cup Fraser like, what Kids. was your policy? No, it was like the green jacket thing for the uh-huh. US Masters. You win a green jacket, you have to go back every year. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you win a the European Champions Super League, League kind of thing. you have to go back every year into the group stage and just get bigger and bigger. You didn't? Oh. No. Well, you see, John excluded Rangers on the basis that he couldn't remember what year they'd won the European trophy or whatever. Aye. Anyway. I've got my solicitor on you. Anyway. Why do you think your defensive point? <laughs> I go to the gym and then equal it out by eating the fish supper. You know, like, I keep my shape. There you go. Um, but looks of things, so does half the Falkirk team as well. Oh, I know. Uh, the fun thing about that game, though, English referee. Oh, he was murder. I thought he was good. I couldn't You are complain. covering two red cards for Connor Squay. Absolutely no doubt. Ah, right, hold on. Right, the boy punched Muirhead in the face. Oh, but that was before Muirhead tried to overhead kick him on the way down. He punched him in the face. He it tried was, to overhead kick made, him on the way down. He made contact. <laughs> he tried to. If you watch, still a red card. Right, hold on. All right, both are off then. Both this, are off. This is a this is a video. Very much video. If you watch him, he sticks his knee and tries to bring like, right, his foot back. Up, right. he goes like, oh, well, I know, I know. But like that's what they were. That's, that's the most visual thing we've ever done on this podcast. Like, so do, tune into the YouTube by the way. I'll Sorry for all, <laughs> for all our audio listeners. <laughs> um, I know. I thought the referee was fair. Uh, there was a few times I think he could have booked a few more oh, class players. They were, they were a rough team. Yeah, go for it. This is my own doing. This was no research. Right. The SFA stroke SPFL is actually a Trojan horse set up by the English to destroy Scottish football. Right. And what they've done is they've in, in, they've constructed androids such as Neil Doncaster. <laughs> and Alan Stubbs to come in and destroy our game. Right. And they're doing very successfully. So we're, we're going to see that Chris Sutton's the Terminator and he's, well, he's twisted. Right. <laughs> I did think of whether to include Chris Sutton, but I was like, he's actually very pro Scottish football in some cases. Chris Sutton is the Terminator sent back in time to save John Connor, well, which is the SPL. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's turned around <laughs> to become the actual saviour. <laughs> Yeah, that could be a thing. Androids turn all the time. The Sassanax Professional <laughs> Scottish Football League. <laughs> the SPFL. <laughs> oh, you can tell it's getting late, can't you? Yeah. No, I my, like that. my best one's Einbrook Cup. Yes, it's you're, a, you're it's a fan a, of it. It's this. a proxy for two. There you go. It's like a eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, thing, the thing about that was, is I wasn't sure whether to put like a black and white photo at the end and be like, you know, rest in peace. <laughs> you know, like the other week on Sports Town, we heard them saying, um, hey, what was it? He'd, like, Louis Mull had uh, pa- not passed on, but was no longer with us. Right. It was akin to uh, something like that. So, um, no, a big thank you from all of us here at Sofa Manager, John. No. And you are very much Sofa Manager. Thank you as well to Darren and Fraser, who's helped us out. Andrew, as well. I'm sure we're all very thankful, you know. Um, and it's been a wonderful experience. Thank you to everybody. I feel this is a sort of first chance we get to say goodbye. We'll see you later. Goodbye, and thank you to everybody. So, John, 
I will say goodbye and I will leave you to play us out with a message for the fans. I'll see you next week, probably. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you want to do the usual finishing line? Uh, yeah, you can do it. It's always no, you. you can do it. It's always you. You do it. Have a good evening, a good afternoon, and a good morning. <laughs> <laughs>